Hi, and welcome to the Mind Your Fitness podcast with me, your host, Tom Fowler. We'll be covering topics to help you with your health, fitness, and mindset, with the end goal of helping you mind your fitness. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Here we go. Yo, yo, yo. So today is the 2nd of November. Sorry, I'm just sorting my headphones out, my speakers out, sorry. So, yeah, today is the 2nd of November, and this now means we are officially in Movember. So, what is Movember? So, for those of you who don't know, it is a charity organisation that has been set up to, you know, raise awareness on men's mental health now they follow and they kind of delve into three specifics so there's prostate cancer testicular cancer and mental health and suicide prevention so what i'll do is over this episode today i will sort of throw some information at you that has come specifically and directly off the november website now Actually, my bad. Apologies. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. As always, I'm forever grateful for for you listening to me ramble on. And I don't know my voice there. And and if you would be so kind as to like, share, subscribe, follow me, and yeah, you know. Tag your, wherever you listen to me, take a screenshot, put it on your Instagram story, tag me in it. So that's Mind Your Fitness. And my other account is Tom and Squad Fowler and Squad Fitness. So now I've got that boring bit out of the way. Yeah, Movember. So normally you'll see men starting to grow out a moustache. So... You know, a mo, a mo for a bro. Every mo that you see is raising awareness for a bro. But it isn't just just the men. You know, there's there's a massive impact on on other family members, and that's one thing I kind of want you to keep in. You know, just in the forefront of your mind as you're listening to to me on today's episode. So. One of the, like I said, it's kind of split into to three. So prostate cancer, testicular cancer, mental health, and suicide prevention. Sorry, if you can hear a noise, that's Frankie jumping up and down. She wants a little fuss. So as I said, I'm, I'm going to kind of throw some facts at you that have come direct from the Movember website. And the first, half, the first one I want to focus on is prostate cancer. So only men have a prostate gland. The prostate gland is usually the size and shape of a walnut and grows bigger as you get older. It sits underneath the bladder and surrounds the urethra, which is the tube men urinate and ejaculate through. Sorry, ladies. Its main job is to help make semen the fluid that carries sperm. Prostate cancer occurs when some some of the cells in the prostate re 
reproduce far more rapidly than normal, resulting in a tumour. Prostate cancer often grows slowly to start with and may never cause any problems. But some men have prostate can but some men have prostate cancer that is more likely to spread. These prostate cancer cells, if left untreated, may spread from the prostate to invade distant parts of the body, particularly the lymph nodes and bones. So ways of detecting prostate cancer. Not everyone experiences symptoms of prostate cancer. Many times signs of prostate cancer are first detected by a doctor during a routine checkup. Some men, however, will experience changes in the urinary and sexual function that might indicate the presence of prostate cancer. I have actually a really funny story for you uh, that I'm going to come back to. Let me go through these facts um, and I'm going to come back and tell you a story. I promise you, it's fucking hilarious. So signs and symptoms. A need to urinate frequently, especially at night. Difficulty starting urination or holding back urine. Weak or interrupted flow of urine. Painful or burning urination. Difficulty having an erection. Painful ejaculation, blood in urine or semen, frequent pain or stiffness in the lower back, hips or upper thighs. Treating prostate cancer. Treatment options are many and varied. Testing still can't answer a lot of key questions about uh, disease aggression and the progression. If you've been diagnosed with prostate cancer, it's important to keep in mind that many prostate cancers are slow growing and may not need surgery or other radical treatment. So choosing a treatment for prostate cancer, make a decision after a treatment recommendation from a multidisciplinary meeting. This meeting will ideally consist of input from the following specialists, urologist, radiation, oncologist, medical oncologist, radiologist, nursing, and allied health. Check me out. I didn't make one mistake there. Seek a second opinion for a recommended treatment option that is right for you. Require as to whether a a specialist is part of the quality improvement audit, such as a registry. Utilize the cancer support services available in your country to increase your levels of information and understanding around treatment options and potential side effects. So you can phone Prostate Cancer UK and speak to a specialist nurse. And the number for that is 0800-074-8383. Or you can go on the Prostate Cancer website. But I guess ultimately, you first things first, you wanna approach your GP if you have any concerns. So I kind of won't go any further into that information there, but what I would say is if you are a man of age and you feel like, and you've been advised to go for a checkup on your prostate, please do go. And yeah, I can't stress enough the fact that you should go and just get it over and done with because you'd, it'd be far easier to have a thing, uh, you know, a doctor stick his finger up your ass than for you to have to sit down with your family and tell them that you have prostate cancer when it's too late. You know, if you can get it detected early, then you have a far better chance of, you know, of surviving it. So 
as I said, I have a funny story about. Um, well, it's it's a it is a funny story. In a nutshell, when I was probably 25, 24, 25, I I found blood when I went to the toilet and went for a poo. Obviously, naturally, I got you know quite concerned. Booked an appointment with my GP. And I think I was just really naive to what was actually going to happen. But he, so Dr. Ebo was, was the doctor's name. And he had the fucking biggest hands I've ever seen in my life. So he asked me to, to get up onto the, the, you know, the bed, pull my shorts down, sort of like curl up into the fetal position. Um, to which he then obviously gave me a prostate exam. And obviously it was uncomfortable, but there was obviously a need for me to go. Long story short, uh, I didn't have prostate cancer. I had what's called uh, an anal fissure, which is just a slight tear in your bum hole. Sounds grim, but, you know, it is what it is. But the funny bit is, <laughs> as I turned round off the bed to pull my shorts up, I fell off the bed, obviously with my knob out, and I fucking landed on the doctor. <laughs> so, yeah, if ever you feel like it's embarrassing to go get the doctor to stick his finger up your ass, Please just think of that story because, yeah, I'm pretty sure it, yeah, it was, it was very embarrassing, but in the grand scheme of things, you know, it's worth it. So we'll move on to um, testicular cancer. Again, I have a, a quite an interesting story and quite a funny story for for when I had to go get my testicles um, massaged. Shall we say, no, they weren't massaged. I had, I had an ultrasound scan on my testicles, but I'll, I'll explain that story in a minute. Uh, so yeah, testicular cancer, who is at risk? In the United Kingdom, testicular cancer is most commonly diagnosed, is the most commonly diagnosed cancer in young men. Men with undescended testes at birth or who have a family history like a father or a brother who has had testicular cancer are at an increased risk and if you've had testicular cancer before there's also a heightened risk that it could return facts about testicular cancer testicles are responsible for the production of male hormones mostly testosterone and sperm Testicular cancer starts as an, as an abdominal growth or tumour that develops in one or both testicles. There are several types of testicular cancer, but most common is the germ cell tumour. If you've been diagnosed with testicular cancer, there are obviously many treatment options. There are some big words here. I'll try my best to, to sound them out. So there's orchiectomy, so surgically removal of the affected testicle, 
um, and that's done under general anaesthetic. Chemotherapy or radiotherapy, often prescribed after surgery to treat any remaining cancer cells. So obviously it will help prevent the spread to other body parts. So some of the side effects, testicular cancer and the removal of one testicle should not alter your ability to have sex or have children. The effect on fertility following removal of the removal of one of the testicles is minimal as a single testicle produces such large numbers of sperm. Men with testicular cancer should talk to their oncologist about sperm banking before commencing chemotherapy or radiation therapy. So the information is, is quite minimal on testicular cancer on, on the Movember website. But one thing that's just sort of literally just jumped out at me here, a greater than 90%, 95%, the odds of survival for men with testicular cancers are better than good. But for some men, long-term treatment related side effects mean quality of life is severely compromised. We focus on getting these predominantly young men back to living full and healthy lives. So again, I can't stress, you know, gents, if you have, you know, you, you've had a feel of your, your testicles and something doesn't feel right, Again, as uncomfortable and you know embarrassing as it as it may be, go to your doctor, get them to have a feel because they're the experts, they know what they're looking for. Now I've had to do this twice. So the first time I had to do it when I was 16, and that's the funny story, which I'll tell you in about in a minute. And the second time was quite recently. So it's been within the last six or seven months. Again, I found uh, a lump on my testicle. I went to the doctor. Again, I got referred for a scan. So I had a scan. And it turns out I have what's called a varicose, a varicose vein on one of my testicles. So it is uncomfortable. And some days it did hurt. However, I'm now waiting for a follow-up to, to basically have the surgery to have the the vein detached and reattached elsewhere. Obviously, given the current circumstances around COVID, I'm very much on the bottom of the waiting list, which is fine because there are people out there whose needs are far greater than mine. Now, for the funny story, when I was 15, 16, I first found a lump on one of my testicles and I guess as any scared young man would do I asked my dad to have a feel and like a true chap my old man copped a feel um, and yeah he sort of said yeah something doesn't feel right we'll go get into the doctors so we did that we got into the doctors and again I got referred for a scan and so th this is where the fun really, really fucking happened. So I'm um, sort of 15, 16, scared shitless because some random woman or bloke is going to start playing with my nutsack. And I'm pretty confident at this point I'm still a virgin. So yeah, I don't really know how things are going to end up paying out. Anyway, I get called in to to start getting my ultrasound scan and the, the fire alarm goes off 
and everyone gets evacuated out of the building. So I'm standing in the car park in this little fucking dressing gown and it's raining. <laughs> so it's obviously going see through. Everyone out there can pretty much just see my cock. And yeah, it was it was a cold day. Let's, let's just say it was a cold day. Um, then we got, you know, the, the fire alarm. I think it was just a drill or just might have been an accident. But we go back inside, she carries on scanning. I'd say 20 seconds into the scan, about six firemen come bursting through the door. And they're, yeah, I'm there with my notes and my cock out getting scanned. And they'd be like, yeah, we're just checking the rooms, everything's fine. I'm sitting there. No, everything is not fucking fine, mate. I am not fine. So, yeah, <laughs> I had never been so embarrassed and mortified in my entire life. However, the upshot, I didn't have testicular cancer and I did the right thing by, by getting them checked. So, again, as embarrassing as you may think it is, it is so worth getting checked. So, one of the the last sections, well, is mental health and suicide prevention. So, I obviously talk about mental health quite a lot on this podcast because I suffer with with you know bad mental health. I have complex PTSD. I suffer with anxiety and depression. The depression comes in bouts, but I kind of won't go into to too much on that that mental health side because there are plenty of other episodes you can listen to. But one of the one of the real sort of things on on the website, I guess, and you know, one of the things that they're really looking to instill especially within men is the ability to talk and to kill the taboo on on suicide so there's a really worrying statistic and i've said this before that a man takes his life every 60 seconds so let me just yeah let's let's just leave you with that that thought so every 60 seconds a man takes his own life due to suicide. Now that is fucking worrying. However, we can really look to to saving our life, to to help support, and one of the really easiest ways, and it's so cliche, is to talk get on to talk so there's i think it's called an abbreviation i don't know play on words i literally are as you can tell i didn't do great in school um but it's a l e c so number one is ask number two is listen number three is encourage action and number four is check in. I'm fairly confident it's an acronym. If you're listening and you genuinely know what it is, please tell me because I feel like such a div now. So go back to number one, ask. 
Start by mentioning anything different you've noticed. Maybe he's spending more time at the bar, coming into work late, or missing social events. Simple question you can ask. You've not quite been yourself recently. Are you okay? Trust your instinct. You know, remember, we often say I'm fine when we're not. So if you think something's wrong, don't be afraid to ask twice, which is something I really recommend. So number two is listen. Try giving your full attention without interruptions. Don't feel you have to diagnose problems, offer solutions, or give advice. Just let him know that you're all ears and you're judgment-free. Follow-up questions are good. They'll help let him know that you're listening. As a suggestion, that can't be easy. How long have you felt that way? Number three, encourage action. Help him to focus on simple things that might improve his well-being. Is he getting enough sleep, exercising regularly, and eating properly? Maybe there's something that's helped before. Suggest he tells other people he trusts how he's feeling. This will make things easier for both of you. And if he's felt low or if he's felt low for more than two weeks, suggest he sees his doctor. Again, I've touched on this on previous episodes. Strongly recommend if you are you are not feeling yourself and you feel like there's something you know not quite right, do speak to your doctor because they are they have such valuable resources that they can help. So yeah, really go in with that. And then number four, check in. Suggest you catch up soon, you know, in person if you can. Obviously, given the current circumstances around COVID, that isn't always possible. But if you can't, you know, meet or have a call, text, FaceTime, like it's 2020, like the possibilities are literally endless. You can Zoom, fucking send a carrier pigeon, you know, and if you are worried that somebody's life is in immediate danger, go directly, you know, to the emergency services. You know, I wouldn't even hesitate, just jump straight into 999. And it might seem drastic, but it's the right thing to do. If you listen back to a couple of episodes ago, I touched on this when I I had to make that call and make that decision with my next door neighbour. So if you haven't listened to it, it's called Save the Life. I really recommend that you do you do listen to it. But there are some really, really good resources um, for sort of male mental health and sort of suicide specifically. So there is the Shout Crisis text line, and you can text that number on 85258. It's a free text service for literally anyone in crisis struggling to cope and they kind of need some immediate help. The Samaritans are also an amazing service. You can call them free on 116-123. But like I said, if there is, you know, if it is an emergency and you need some, emer- you know, if you need immediate help or if you have someone who is very close to you that you can sense needs that immediate help, just call the emergency services. But then obviously if you want some more general support, there is always the NHS website. There is Mind. They're a really good resource. I really recommend Mind. 
and just hop onto the Movember website as well because there's loads on there and me you can talk to me my my inbox is always open always has been and it always will be if you have any problem that you you feel like you need some support with you know if you are feeling low drop me a message voice note anything i will always listen where i can help i will and if i'm not able to then i'll help put you in the right you know i'll help give you the right resources so you can look to to sort you know to get that help so yeah so the the end message here today is you know you're going to see a lot of men with a mustache looking at like 70s porn stars but remember why they're doing it so it can help trigger more awareness and help you know just to help enable men to talk that little bit more now i won't be growing a mustache primarily because i'm not allowed but what i am doing is i'm going to do the the 60 for 60 so 60 kilometers kilometers across the month of november to obviously to signify the the fact that a man loses his life every 60 seconds so i did it last year and i'll continue to do it this year and i'll probably look to do it every single year because i think it's such a worthy cause so keep an eye out across my social media platforms because i'll be putting a link up to for you to donate and anything that you can give is massively appreciated so i'm going to wrap it up there as always thank you so much for listening i cannot put into words how much i appreciate you listening and you know stay safe and mind your fitness thank you so much for listening to today's episode i appreciate every single listener what i want to ask from you is if you're not already following me on Instagram, please go and check out my page. It's Tom underscore Fowler underscore fitness. And please, please review, like, and share the podcast. You know, get my message out there to as many people as humanly possible. And again, obviously, my message is to mind your fitness. Thanks again, guys. Take care.